what is up world you are in tune to horns and sun here at texas fight ffsn network man you are joined with my co-host sensei of course and we've got a special guest man we got tom tom in the building man we gonna talk about yeah man we finna talk about this exciting win the number 11 texas longhorns rolling the tuscaloosa what kind of name is that anyway i just don't like the name tuscaloosa that's why we whooped them so we went into tuscaloosa and we came out with a 34 to 24 victory over the number three alabama christian uh, uh crimson tide they ain't christians we, we beat we beat it out of anyway listen we beat the jesus out of them yeah we beat the jesus out of them man you know what i'm saying we beat it out of them. listen Man, Sensei, I'm so hyped, man. How you feeling about this, man? I mean, it it, ha- it unplayed like it played out like we said, and I just want to know how you feel about it, bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell it this way, and hopefully, it it explains where I'm at with my happiness level. I'm not gonna say a bad thing about this program for a whole week. Nothing. A whole week. It's all gonna be this whole week. It's all gonna be praise. <laughs> And ad- admiration this whole week. We deal with anything that was bad that happened in this game in Baylor's week. Just take the week off. Y'all got it. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. It's the first win against a top three team since 1969 on the road. That's big. This is how big it is, man. Uh, Tom, Tom, man, you watched the whole game. How you feeling, man? How you feeling about this Texas win? Yeah, I mean, this is this is audio only, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Can, can, can y'all can y'all hear my smile? Like, can my smile be heard? <laughs> I mean, what did they, did they say? So so Alabama's like fifty two and one in their last fifty three home games. Fifty two and one at home. Is that what 52. it is? And you know, I, I just I thought I really thought we're gonna scratch. Like we got like middle of the second quarter, like late third. I thought we're gonna scratch this out, but it's gonna be by the hair of our chinny chin chin, right? And that's not how it played out, right? Like we're up. What is it? Is it sixteen? To, no, it's not. It's thirteen to nine. They score, go up sixteen thirteen, right? And then we just respond, right? Twice. I'm. I mean, I'm. I, I, I mean, I, I'm speechless. I'm still speechless. I mean, it's 30 minutes since the end of the game, right? I don't know what to say. I mean, like that's incredible to go there. And I mean, like this isn't. This isn't the. This isn't necessarily the Alabama of three, four years ago, right? Four or five years ago, whatever. But this is a really good football team, and it's very difficult to go into Tuscaloosa and win, right? Like that is very difficult to do. Now that's the biggest thing you said. It's very difficult to go into Tuscaloosa. And win. And we said, we said before the beginning of this game, we said this is not the Alabama of old, right? But mm-hmm. their defense is really good. And, yep. and and I said Quinn would have to hit four deep ones. I said, man, we have to get four of them from it. I said yep. we needed four. We got three. And I mean, it we we, we were there. I I really I feel like this is his coming out party. I really do. I feel like this is coming out party. And normally I would have something to say about Sark's play calling. It was su- it was suspect at times, but when I say he called a really good game, he called a really good game, man. I mean, for real, he called a really good game. You better not, you better not say nothing bad about Sark. We just beat Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> take take the week off. 
He got it. She <laughs> say, okay, I got to take the week off. But listen, and I can't even say nothing bad about Pete. Pete, man, he, he was dialing them up. The one thing Yo, I could say was great. And I have to say is we've got to get better. I told Sensei before the game time, I told him, I said, hey, we can't allow Jalen Milrose to get outside the pocket. We have to keep the lanes up because if we make him one-dimensional and make him have to stay back there, we'll beat him. And that was I, it, it showed those two interceptions showed that we could beat him. I mean, he, he, he he's a good quarterback. He's going to be a, a really good one in a couple years. But I'm going to tell know. you. I still don't know about him. But, nah. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Say he's gonna be a good one, man. Well, let me let right. me let me let me ask you. Let me ask you because there was a. I, I, so you, you're you're totally right. Like what they needed to do, what we knew coming into this game that what they needed to do was contain him. Right, get pressure up the middle. Like they're that you know the, all there's been all this talk about this gigantic Alabama offensive line, and like that's true, they're they're humongous. But like we're stout at the defensive tackle position, and they're not quite as stout in on the interior as they are on the outside, right? And so like. We get pressure up the middle, contain on the outside, keep him in the pocket, and like we, we we weren't we were we weren't really successful at that the entire game, right? Like we we made a lot of mistakes in that area, but so my question is, <laughs> would you do you? I mean, obviously we won the game, so I mean it's probably a pretty easy question to answer. But like, do you would would you trade? You know the the pressure that we got and the sacks that we got for those moments where we didn't do such a good job of containing him because I would personally, like I felt like it was an excellent trade. I think one of the things that happened and why uh, Miller was able to be uh, as successful as he was is a lot of the time his spy was Anthony Hill playing in his first time his, his first big as like on the road college football I don't get no realer than Alabama and like for that to be your first real test as a player I think some of the pressure and some of the the scrambles that was allowed was because of that but boy that dude is fast like I'm pretty sure Anthony Hill beats Jalen Miller on the race like I think I think if if Sark for some reason was like hey bro um like they landed in Austin he's like hey bro go get Jalen Miller like you gotta go get him (laughs) <laughs> you gotta go get him in Tuscaloosa. He'll be back before the end of the week. He'll be back before the end of the week. I hate to say this to say, no, he wouldn't beat him in the foot race. Uh, Jalen Miller is faster. He caught him so many times from yeah, behind. But he he caught him. He caught him from the back, and he caught him on. He dove at his legs. Let me tell you something. You you need to understand. Jalen Miller was fast. He's fast. But I think the, here's the deal. I was and I was about to say this Burke and um what's my guy who we didn't even hear his name called a lot. He got one sack, number 88. Um Jade uh, no, that's Baron Sorrell. Yeah, right? Baron Sorrell. So Baron Sorrell and Burke from Westlake got up the field and the problem is, is when you get up the field on a running quarterback and get out of your lane, they are yeah. going to hurt you. They're going to hurt you. You have to keep outside contained at the defensive end, and that broke down a couple of times. And he hurt him with it, right? He hurt yeah, him I just, I just, I feel like that that that, that aggressiveness, like in, get, in going and getting the going and getting him, like it paid off more than it hurt us, right? Because there were so many, like I felt like just 
momentum, game-changing plays from them just go and get them. Don't worry about, you know, containment. Like, don't worry about any of that. Just go and get them. And like I said, like, it did hurt us some, but I felt like it more than offset just by the, you know, the big plays that those guys made. I agree. I think it helped. I think it helped that there was nobody we were truly scared of on the Alabama offense, yeah. except for the quarterback. Right? One. Like, it, there was there was nobody. There's you can't put a little Bijan on it. Like, there's there was nobody on Alabama's offense that they could turn to when they yeah. needed a play. Um, that's not always going to be the case this season, but still, but still, we did did a, did a great job. Um, yeah, to Ethan Burke. Listen to this stat line. 24 for 38, 349, three touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, I couldn't have have asked for a better night for Queen Ewell. Couldn't have asked for a better night, man. Um, I got to take credit for his performance because – about halfway through the second quarter, I hopped on Twitter. <laughs> I hopped on Twitter and was just like, "Look, Texas is a really good team with just like an average to above average quarterback, and like that's it. Like Texas got a really good team." And then he just started lighting it up, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. honestly, sometimes you got to nag him. In the first that's half, and of course, it could have been it could have been Sark, you know, just not really, you know, keeping him on too short a leash, but. I mean, he 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 was nails the last you know twenty minutes of that game. He really was something. Something I noticed in in that vein, uh, Uncle Thomas is is we couldn't really run the ball like that between the tackles for a quarter and a half, two quarters, and Sark's adjustment, which thank God we could see his adjustments in this game, yeah, visibly, and be like, oh. That's not something he a was doing week. in the first a whole quarter. Week. A whole week. He 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 really went pretty heavy with the screen game. Everybody caught a screen. I think if, if you were just there in the vicinity, yeah. Dad, you would have caught a screen. He was giving them <laughs> out like like candy, and it was working. And so I think that that's what happened. Like got Quinn settled under control in a rhythm, and then on top I can't of that, say the the off tackle runs. He Baxter off tackle, uh, Brooks off tackle. I mean, uh, jo- uh, Jonathan Brooks was a, a fourteen fifty seven. CJ Baxter was eleven for thirty one. You know what I'm saying? And then, I mean, when you look at it, the off the the off play runs by Quinn, three of them for eleven. So, you know, we ended up we ended up really getting to a place to where um, we we end up getting to a place to where, like you said. The screens and the outside runs off tackle opened up everything else because the safeties started cheating up and they start pulling up and then A.D. Mitchell went to work, you know. And then uh, after Xavier caught the big touchdown, you notice he was triple covered for the rest of the game. Hey, stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. So I want to walk you through my experience of watching Quinn throw the deep ball this game. <laughs> and Uncle Thomas, I'm I'm curious from you how how you experience this as well. Okay, so he throws the first deep ball. Okay, first of all, prelude. We all know Sark is a big game hunter as far as the deep ball is concerned. If he does not get one, it's gonna bother him the whole game. You're gonna see him try it the whole game, even if if, if Quinn's not hitting right. Yep, so yep. he misses the first one to Xavier Worthy. I'm like, well, shoot, here we go. 
buckle up, Chris. It's about to be a bad time for you. Um, <laughs> this is the, the first one. Like, okay. So, um, oh, also, A.D. Mitchell's name is not called until the second half. So I'm, I'm like, okay, there's no A.D. Mitchell. Our offense does not look good right now, and we are not going to hit any of these deep balls. He does the trick play with Xavier Worthy, where Xavier Worthy throws the deep ball to A.D. Mitchell. I'm like, Sark, Sark's trying to get one by any means necessary. Quinn can't do it. Xavier, yeah. <laughs> Xavier, here you go. Have a yeah, shot yeah, at it. Yeah, right. yeah. And then they finally hit for that touchdown, and I lost my mind. I was I could not believe it happened. It was it, I, I had to go back and make sure, like, okay, no, he caught that. It's a touchdown. We're cooking. This is something that's so great. It's so good to when they're when they're actually good. All right, go go ahead, Uncle Thomas. How'd you experience it? <laughs> yeah, I mean I mean, obviously I was elated, you know, whenever he whenever he completed that pass. On the replay, I mean, like, we're, I feel like we're trying to keep it all good here. You know, like, we're trying to stay really positive. I did not – I thought I did not think that that was a good Quinn Ewers pass. Like, to me, it looked like Xavier Worthy was wide open and running toward the pylon. And then he, Ewers kind he of tried throws, to, it, throws it in the middle third. Yeah, he tried to like touch Jesus that. with that ball. Yeah, I mean, like, he throws – you know, he throws it straight up in the air. You know, it was like a freaking 60-degree angle. I don't know what that was. He and, hit a bird. Uh, he hit a bird. He hit a bird. He hit a bird and completely redirects into another part of the field. And Xavier Worthy makes a great catch. Now, I mean, to, I mean, I will take that based on, I mean, you know, Chris, I know, or excuse me, Sensei, you, you pointed out in the last podcast, he's like, what, four for 31? Like something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four for 31, like on the D ball to Xavier. And so, I mean, I will take him throwing a ball up that Xavier can go get, right? I'll take take him punting to Xavier Worthy if he catches it. Like, just throw it somewhere where he can go get it. He will go get it. Um, And then, was that that a second-and-a-half pass to uh, Addy Mitchell? Mitchell. Uh, Yeah, I think it was Addy Mitchell. That was a good ball. It was. That was a really good ball. And I mean, like, that wasn't a bomb. but I will will say this, though. I will say this, Tom Tom. It was a little ahead of him, but he pulled it in. See, I, 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 I would rather him leave it right where it is, you know what I'm saying, than for him to pull it back just a little. Because if he pull it back, then they're waiting on the ball. And is it, right where he had it was fine. Right where he had it was fine. They caught it. I, I'm happy about it. But if you look, A.D. Mitchell stumbled when he caught it, and it almost hit his knee because he had to extend for it. But, but yeah, again, yeah. Cool, I'm, I'm going to – Praise Quinn at this point, 24 for 38, 349, three touchdowns. Yeah, it was a good game. Did, good did game. anybody else have the, the moment when Xavier Worthy dropped that ball in the first uh, quarter where where you were like, oh, no, it's going to be one of those? Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm already – I'm just, like, looking for excuses, I think. You know, like, just – I, I'm hopeful going into the game, but also just like looking for excuses. And so when he drops the ball and I'm like, that's it. That's the play right there. That's the difference. And then, we, you know, yeah, we there's a little bit of some burn orange battered, <laughs> burn, burn, burn orange battered syndrome of, of a fandom. But yeah, you know, this, we earn, earn this one, earn, earn more wins like this. Earn. And we'll start, and we'll start being more hopeful. The Whittington drop too. That, that was bad. Yeah, we, we, we're kind of hurt. We're kind of hurt. We, you know, he dropped two touchdowns. Two touchdown passes dropped. Just straight up dropped. But 
again, let's just talk about the success and we're going to get out of here. Detavion Sanders, oh my gosh, five catches, 114. He was trying to get into the end zone really, really bad. Is, is this the JT Sanders game or is this the AD Mitchell game? I think it's the JT Sanders game, man. Me too. I, I at one point I, de I declared it the JT Sanders game. <laughs> man, he had he balled out, dude. He balled out. And it if felt like every that catch one, that he made was huge. That one taken back from him because the, the he he's he would have been at 160 yards receiving with six catches. Because that was a 40 yard reception, right? And he had that one taken back from him. So I think it's the it's the JT Sanders game. It, it really is. It really is. Youngster from Denton is doing his thing, man. Uh, Adonai Mitchell, three catches. A.D. Mitchell, three catches, 78 yards. Xavier Worthy, five catches, 75 yards, one touchdown. A.D., two the touchdowns. Man, yeah, A.D. had AD, A.D. had two. He had two of them things, two tutties, right? Um, so who would you say is the offensive MVP? I mean, JT, right? He's got, he's got to be. I mean, Quinn did his thing. If honestly, we probably should give it to Quinn. We probably should. Um, I will say, if you call it the JT Sanders game, you have to give it to him, though. So it's 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 up to you guys. Decide amongst yourselves. I'll accept either. Either <laughs> I accept either one. Tough time. Who do you say? Offensive yes. MVP. Game ball goes to. Well, so. I feel like in most of the time, like given those numbers, like that you just give it to the quarterback. But I also feel like sometimes a guy just like kind of exceeds expectations in a big game to such a degree that you can look back and say, if we don't have that kind of performance from that guy, we don't win the game. Right. Even though right, right, right. in a sense, it was a JT Sanders had a special performance. And so I'm going to give it to Quinn. But I don't think I, I think it's really close, and like I wouldn't I, I wouldn't argue against giving it to Sanders. I really wouldn't because he had a he, they couldn't he, do nothing he, with him. Nope, nope. They couldn't do nope. nothing with that kid. Nope. Yeah, he was he, he, he was a beast. He was a beast. What do you Stole think that? Um, so I, I'm just I'm looking at a stat: seventy three game. Home win streak when lead, leading in the fourth quarter, Alabama. 19 season streak. It's uh, uh, where they went 2-0 and in their first two games. This, this It's the longest one since 2003, right? That's what we just did. Epic, right? Kick they behind. So that, that's that right. really I, – I wanted to share that with you guys. Offensive MVP for me, we're calling this the JT Sanders Show – it was the JT Sanders show. He did it. I'm really proud. Quinn came out. He finally hit this. If we have a coming out party, it's Quinn. Quinn hit the deep yeah. ball, and that's yeah. something that yeah, we yeah, needed. Yeah. You know, uh, so yeah. I'll, I'll say he's the come out. Now, defense. you give the game ball to Quinn, You, but this is the JT Sanders uh, uh, game. Right. You give, you give the game ball to Quinn as like, hey, you're the leader. You did great. But and when we look back at it, Five years from now, we're going to remember JT Sanders before. Absolutely. So defense, defense, who, who do you think would be the defensive MVP? I have a question. Or I, I have a question for you on top of your question. So 
how did you guys experience that first touchdown? Because I didn't handle it well. <laughs> I did not handle it well at all. So I knew that they were gonna they were gonna struggle to get more, right? It they they really it was one of those when you look at what Pete was doing, they figured him out. It was a telltale sign. And when I went back and I was watching it, and, and the announcer even said it, the switch off the from the corner to uh, the number one wide receiver, and then the slot receiver had to go to the safety. It's a mismatch. You know what I'm saying? Unless you got safeties who can run like deers, and Catalan was out of the game, it was a mismatch. You know what I'm saying? Well, this is the play, if I'm thinking correct, this is the play, unless this was taken away from them, where Milro is scrambling around, runs out of a sack, throws the ball, it hits Jalen Ford's hands. Oh, that's the one Jaylen that was called Ford back. That, that was called back. Okay. Okay, okay. That's the one I was talking about. Okay, so that didn't that didn't stand. Yeah, I, Thomas had an interesting take on that one. Thomas had an interesting take. He was kind of mad. Uh, I'll let him say it. How, how did you feel when, when Ford missed the interception and it just fell in the the Alabama wide receiver's hands. You're muted. I mean, I don't, like, do kids listen to this, like, show? I don't know if I can say it. Like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, when he dropped that interception, I was just like, what a crock. Like, this is going to be, like, of course, like, this is how it goes, right? Like, the defense makes a, you know, flushes him out. Near, I mean, like you got you got the penetration up the middle, you know, just barely missed, like you know, dropping him for a loss, and he scrambles outside, you know, and makes what was a bad pass and nearly gets picked off. I mean, that was terrible. I felt horrible, you know. But then, you know, obviously, I was elated about the man downfield. I mean, there, there was, there's two things. First thing is, I feel you so hard on that. Of course, this is how it goes. Oh my God, just deep in my soul, I feel you. Then in the second, there were so many almost scores by the Alabama offense. There was like three touchdowns that were, it might've been two. There were two touchdowns that they were, they did something wrong and a penalty was called. No referees love us like SEC referees. Like, oh God, (laughs) the relationship with, with SEC referees already is, can I kiss him in the mouth? Is that okay? Oh, like they, they were they were great for us today. Um, but so so the defense the defense was was mostly good. It was a great unit. I think you have to give it to Ethan Burke, right? You have to give it either to the defensive line as a I'm whole. I'm not gonna be mad you have at to... Ethan Burke. Yeah, I, I, I like Ethan. I like the Ethan Burke pick. He had a couple sacks. You know, uh, he was out of position a little bit. I'm not gonna be mad at, at, at Ethan Burke. Tom, Tom, who you got, man? Yeah, no, I, I, you know, he 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 sort of half stole it from me there. I'm, I, I think you just got to give it to the defensive line. I mean, th- that was that was the difference in the game. Like to me, I felt like I mean, they just I felt like that they just dominated the game. Like, Can we there all was... agree that that Teandre Sweat, Sweat and Murphy are dudes? Can we Can we agree? Sweat that is a boys problem. Dudes? Is a problem. Is a sweat. Is a and, and Jalen Ford had a pretty good game too. Like it, we have guys now. That's that's how it do. like that's how it feels to have guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So my my game ball would have went to Catline. 
He was everywhere. He, he missed a couple tackles, but I'm sure it, it, when we see the game sets, I'm positive he had at least 11 tackles tonight. I'm Ooh. positive. And, and you know, he, he was coming down with, with a vengeance. I mean, he was coming coming down the line, coming into the backfield with a vengeance tonight. And, and it was good to see because, you know, that's the type of player he is, and it was good to see him bounce back. Uh, but the, they hadn't put up the defensive stats yet. I, I want to. Um, they'll probably put up tomorrow. But I'm, I'm almost positive he had 11 sack. I mean, 11 tackles. I'm almost positive. I, I guess my, my guys are looking for it right now. What 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 number what number does he wear? 11. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I I noticed a lot of a lot more of the the defensive line. Anthony Hill, I felt like had a good performance. Anthony Hill um, had a great game, a sack, uh, you know, a whole bunch of tackles, a great game, especially for a freshman Ryan, in that situation. Ryan, yeah, Ryan Watts played well. Um, no, no, Ryan Watts played well, I, man. I, so I'm gonna wait till next week to talk about Ryan Watts, but you know, I, I'm gonna wait till next week. He, he had a touchdown breakup. Like I'm, how how should have been an interception. Yeah, I, I'm gonna wait till next week. So so Alabama if it hits your head, like he, you're not catching it with your fingertips, you can't catch a ball that way. So he did he did he did that what he should have interception. <laughs> it was an interception. He had two interceptions, man. Like it, it, this was a good game. This is a good game. He had two interceptions. That's why he won. Good as Kadarius Tony on that play. So. Three, three, yards three, three yards of carry. That's what Alabama averaged. Three yards. That's three crazy. Yards. Crazy. Crazy. And especially considering at the beginning of the game, first few plays, I thought this is this this big bad Alabama offensive line. This is how this game is going to go. This is going to be this is the game within the game. Is their offensive line against our defensive line? And I mean that's a. They got NFL players all along that all along that offensive line. This defensive line is for real. For them to do that, that's incredible. It makes you one makes you it, it makes one think maybe we just weren't motivated to play Rice. Like we played so well in this game <laughs> that it makes me think like, oh y'all are just sleep. <laughs> you know, and if you can do that in your sleep, you know, okay. But I, listen, listen. I, I don't know. They played, they 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 played a good game. They played a good game, and um, I'm just happy we come out with the dub. Uh, last last thing we touch on before we get out of here. Um, we are 11 in the polls right now. Alabama's number three. Where you think we go up to? I have a, I have an add-on question to this as well. And since 2010, where does this rank amongst all of our wins? Is it better than the Georgia victory? Because if so, then it's our best win since 2010. Absolutely. It's, yeah, this is a much, yeah, this is a way bigger win than Georgia. Because, I, I mean, we don't really know. We didn't know at the time, and we didn't know in the aftermath, like whether or not Georgia was even. It, they they were playing for a national title, and 
I'm not saying that it wasn't a big win or that it didn't mean anything because it did. It was a big game for us and it did mean something. But like it wasn't as right. big a game for Georgia and it didn't mean as much to them. And right. this is this is we played a team tonight that's playing that's just trying to win a national championship, right? And their national championship hopes are alive. And we went into their house and won. And we beat a, we beat the third ranked team in the nation. So like to me, it's just that, that that's a bigger win than than win the Georgia game. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think you're right for sure. I have I have a theory about Nick Saban and and, and Steve Sarkeesian. Man, so Nick has had a lot of coaches come through there. I'm not sure that he is attached to all of them in the same way that he's attached to a few of them. I think if he he has to pick like children, Kirby Smart is the one who's an overachiever, but he doesn't really care for it like that. He's just like, yeah, no, that's, you're supposed to do that. Good job, Kirby. Pat on the back. I think um, Bill O'Brien is the disappointment. Like, like Steve, Nick has an affinity for him, but he's just like, man, that's like the, <laughs> that's like when you have doctor, doctor parents, and then the kids are like, there's a lawyer, there's a professor. Where's Joe? Oh yeah, he's a uh, he's 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 in the backyard. <laughs> like like that's that kid. Um, he's an artist. I, I think that's Bill O'Brien. He's art. And then <laughs> I think Steve is the favorite. I think I think he really yeah. I, I think he really likes Sark. I think so too. I think so too. Well, when I, when you think about it, Sark brought him some some great quarterbacks and some great quarterback play. So yeah, um, yeah, straight up and. And, and when we talk, like I said, uh, when we're talking about best win, um, and you said something about 2010 Texas team, don't this team remind you a lot of that Texas team? The 2010 Texas team with Colt McCoy? No, Colt McCoy was, wasn't on that, that team. That was 2009. That was Colt McCoy's last year. Pretty sure. 2009 Texas team. Don't it remind you of a lot of this team? In what way? Break it down. That was a national championship team. 13 and 1. Quality. They're, they're around That's the same in talent. I think Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't think yours is 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 Colt McCoy, but Yeah, no. If it starts with Colt and yours, yeah, he, Quinn hasn't had the same time, same amount of time in the oven. Right, and I think we're going to see that throughout the season. Um, but hey, this man just beat Alabama, right. so right. so hey, who, who maybe maybe it's not a maybe it's not a brisket. It's 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 a it's a, a <laughs> flank steak. You can cook that in the oven quicker. You know what I mean? Like it's it's it, so I'm not I'm not mad at it. Um, but I think I think as far as like the rest of the quality of the team, there's no um, there's no stud running back. But I'm trying to remember who's on that 2019 defense is good. I could tell you. I have to, I, well, I have to I, think about it more. I have to think about that. I'm going to tell you. It looks it looks a lot like that te- that 2009 uh, Texas team to me. This is the best team that we've had surely since then, right? Um, and I'm just gonna tell you if you look at the roster, uh, Colt was a quarterback, he was 13 and one, third and AP. Colt was a quarterback, Garrett Gilbert was the backup quarterback, uh, Fozzie Whitaker, Jordan Shipley, uh, James Kirkendall, 
Um, those are your wide receivers. Marquise Goodwin, those are your wide receivers. You have A.D. Mitchell. You got uh, Worthy. You got, uh, like it or not, he may not do much on this team, but I still think that he, he makes exa- uh, Whittington, Jordan Whittington, I think he makes an NFL roster, right? I'm so happy for him after this game. He he did enough to where he stood out. And I was I was very happy to see Jay Wood on the field doing stuff. Right. Isaiah Nayor, I think he rebounds and makes a pro roster, right? So you're looking at it. That that's this is a really good offensive football team. Just like that offense that team was a really good offensive football team. And you had um you had uh uh it, on defense, you had Eddie Jones, you had uh, Keeson Randall, you had Lamar Houston, you had uh, Sam, Sam Acho and Emmanuel Acho, both on the squad, right? Alex Okafor. You got those type that of names on defense. Yeah, they had a pretty second. They had a pretty stacked secondary too, if I remember right. Oh, Sergio Kendall. I'm sorry, Sergio Kendall, Keenan Robinson was there too, and Roger hmm. McElroy. Right. Who? Yeah. Hey, who is the tight end for the O nineteen? Um, it's a good question. I shoot, no, somebody I don't know. Let me see. It might not be anybody to speak of if we can't remember. But yeah, it was somebody to speak of. It was it was uh, Trey Graham, Greg Smith, and Barrett Matthews. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember any of those names. I, yeah, I don't remember any of those names. I mean, yeah, much Greg, respect Davis to one Greg Davis wasn't bad. Yeah, much respect to Longhorn. We went from the wide receiver sure. position a lot. You know, we went from Marquise, Marquise Jordan, uh, James. We went from that Good. wide receiver. Marquise, Marquise Goodwin? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and, and this this is a special wide receiver like group. Like this team, I mean – there's there's been there have been years that the Longhorns have been stacked at wide receiver. I think this is the best wide receiver group they've ever had. Personally, I can't remember. I've been watching Longhorns for 25 years. I can't remember them ever having a better wide receiver group than this. I mean, to put it to to your point, to put it in context, the go-to guy in the first half was Xavier Worthy. They just force-fed him the ball. He had like 70 yards in the first half. That's that's against Bama. Like you, you're doing that. Yeah, and you know, uh, it's a good group. Nick Saban said that he was the best wide receiver in the country, and they already knew that he was going to come in, but they could still couldn't stop him. Still couldn't stop him. Is there anything that Xavier Worthy can do to be remembered in this season? Because he's going to the league after this season. Catch everything. To be remembered like Jordan Shipley. Catch everything. He, it, and he would have to have like a 200-yard game against Oklahoma. He'll be immortal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you do you mean like remembered like in in terms of like national discourse, or do you just mean like remembered by Texas fans? Amongst the yeah, amongst the fans, amongst us. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just we have a really successful season. I mean, I think you win a national championship, and like he, like it really, it doesn't matter what he does the rest of the year, as long as like you know if they win a national championship and he has you know a few catches and a touchdown. I mean, yeah, he'll always be remembered. Right, but I mean, I think short of that, I, I don't. Sure. I think he's one of the, the the best receiving talents that that we've ever had. But he's just it's it's such a big part of his game is the deep ball, and we haven't really had anybody that can that can you know help him to kind of showcase those skills. 
I mean, in my opinion, for sure, opinion. for sure. It's just it, when you when you talk when you talk about me, like my 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 burn orange legends list. Um, there's not there's nobody like Jordan Shipley, bro. Like it, it, he got he got so much oh, love yeah. that Jackson got some love. You know, is right. he, he? You know, and so I, I wonder if if anybody will ever surpass him in my lifetime amongst like just Longhorns at receiver we love. You he was know. great. I mean, great. Lime, we we love Lamas, we love Roy Williams, but when it, when we talk about receivers, is, is Jordan Shipley, and and I mean, I'm be honest with you, the the two the two after him, you know, Corn uh, Cosby and um, Devin Duvernay, both separated themselves. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but back to our question, so that we can go ahead in the show, where Texas is number eleven. Okay, Notre oh, yeah. Dame barely won today. Well, we got off into the weeds. Oh wait, no, let's talk about that. Texas A and M lost. <laughs> they, did. they did. They did. Who? But, okay. uh, who? Who else lost? LSU lost. Right? LSU lost last week, but in, in the last two weeks, LSU lost. Texas Tech lost. Uh, all the all these national powers that we are in recruiting battles with all the time hey, are hey, losing games. Hey, you're not going to catch me saying anything bad about Texas Tech until after we play them. I'm not going to have an unkind word to say about Texas Tech. I'm not going to. I'm not going to invite that judgment upon this team. I'm not doing that. So yeah, Texas Tech, they're so good. I know that they're 0 2, but they're they've been so unlucky. You know, and all that stuff, like, you know, still some reverse psychology. I don't, I don't, I'm not messing, I'm not playing with fate here. <laughs> I'm tempting fate. All right. So, again, I'm trying to get through this. Right. Uh, Alabama, seven or eight. Three. Seven all or right. eight. I, I say they jump to seven or eight. You say seven, eight. All right. Yeah. I mean, like, they're not. Who else? I mean, like, so they're, so, okay. So it's it, AP right now is Georgia, Michigan. Alabama, Florida State—they're not—they're not leapfrogging any of those teams, right? Well, it's Alabama's not. gone. Excuse me, excuse me. Other than Alabama, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. So, the three of those four—they're not leapfrogging Ohio State. They're not. USC just put up 21 in the first quarter against Stanford. They're not leapfrogging USC. Um, I do, I also don't think that they're going to leapfrog Penn State either. I could see them or Washington. I I think Washington is kind of the. I don't think that I I don't think that they'll leapfrog them, but like it's not out of the question. I think they'll leapfrog Notre Dame and Tennessee. I could see them somewhere in the seven, seven, eight, six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. Sensei, hey man, think you sold me, man. I'm I'm looking at it as, as well. Florida State's not going anywhere. Bama's probably going to slide down to either six or seven. Seven, maybe eight. I think I I can see him dropping further than that, to be honest. I think after today, I don't think – I think Texas has to be ahead of Bama. Like, has to be. Out of the top ten? I I don't know. Put Bama wherever you want. But Bama's got to be behind Texas because Texas just went into Tuscaloosa – and hand, I mean, like they didn't run them off the field, but that was a decided. They beat them by ten. They, they beat them by 10. ten. Where we should be is around <laughs> six, around six five. Where I think we'll end up is like seven eight. 
Yeah, and I that think, might I be think is we end the, up leapfrogging uh, Washington. I think Tennessee will go up, but I think we're. I, I'm going to tell you, eight, eight through six is where you're going to see us. Yeah. Eight through six, somewhere. You in know there. what I'm saying? Convincing victories. Eight through six, we're there. You know, I don't think we did enough to be in the top. I, I, you can't get past Florida State. Can't get past uh, Michigan. Although, I mean, if you thought Alabama was better than Florida State, I mean, we just we we went in there and kicky behind boss. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. So, but well, yeah, it's not like, I, I it's, not like it's Boise six State. And eight. It's not like it's Boise State in the top five, right? I mean, right. there's no there's no Boise State. There's no Cincinnati. You know, that's 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 not what the top five is composed of right now. I mean, it's the big time programs, right? And so you cannot justify moving Texas, Texas leapfrogging, in my opinion, you know, Penn State, USC, Ohio State, like those guys. Like you can't. If we had beat Alabama by 20, yes. Maybe so. If we had beat them by 20, yes. All right, you guys. Parting shots, man. We're getting ready to get out of here. Sensei, I'm going to start with you, man. Give me your parting shot from tonight. Um, at time of time is a great pun. I've been wanting to tell you that the whole time. Uh, <laughs> Uncle Thomas's handle is at uh, automatom uh, underscore two underscores. Um, and listen, I hope this is like this is the best win of this program. This is the best win of the last three coaches since Mac Brown. Um, I hope I, I hope there's more to see, but as of now, I'm just gonna enjoy this victory. Um, I think this is great for recruiting. I can't wait to see r- the Ryan Wingos of the world and maybe some flips from Texas A&M and Oklahoma. Um, Dylan Gabriel looks scary, but we'll, we'll focus on that another day. Hook him. Yeah. Hook him. Tom, holla at me, man. It's your parting shot. What, what you got, man, for tonight's game? Yeah, I mean. We've all watched enough college football to know anything can happen. You can lay an egg any Saturday, right? Like it, it can happen. But I, I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at the schedule. I'm I'm absorbing what I saw tonight, and I just think that this is a. I, there's no reason that this team can't 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 go undefeated the rest of the way. There's no reason that that can't. There's no reason that that can't happen. I think this is a team. I had a lot of question marks about the defense coming into this season, and they have. They really. They really answered a lot of those questions tonight. They were tough. They played. It wasn't like we went in and said y'all aren't going to play SEC football. We're going to come in. We're going to play Big Twelve football. We're going to spread y'all out, and we're just going to. You, you can't play y'all's game. Alabama played their game, and we fought fire with fire, I thought, for a lot of that game. They came out hitting, right? And we hit them back. They, that, was an, that was an SEC football game tonight, I felt like. A, a, a lot of the game resemb- resembled an SEC football game. It was. This is a, this is a tough team. And a, a lot of times in the past when I've seen talented, talented Texas teams, the one big question mark that I've had is how tough are they? And I feel like that that's, they answered that question tonight. And so I just, I, again, I look at the schedule and I don't see any reason that this team, I'm not predicting it, but I don't see any reason that this team can't win out. I, I think this is a team that should be in the playoff at the end of the season. 
Tuli, I, I think so too. And you guys, um, I'm going to end by saying, look, we can't let this, this is one. We got to flush it and, and get ready. I'm, we don't have yep. to get ready for Wyoming, but we can't yep. be uh, playing Wyoming looking forward to Baylor. You know, it, this can't happen. Like, we, we have to take one game at a time. And as we're taking one game at a time, we got to beat them and flush it, beat them and flush it, beat them and flush it. You know, it was nice to see the OG – OG, triple OG, Vincent Young, yeah, fist bumping, I mean, chest bumping, our awesome. current quarterback. Oh, my God, I was so happy. I almost threw the remote through the TV, and then I wouldn't have had a TV to watch, and the Cowboys play tomorrow, so that wouldn't have been a good thing. But I was just saying to you, I was pumped. I was pumped. Sensei, you got one more? Uh, yeah, I did want to say this. I wanted to get this on the show as soon as I saw it. Why did the, the reporter try to bait Quinn into saying Texas is back? Like, I'm I'm so glad he so glad he dodged it, but man, can you let us just let us live? Have, no, can we have nice things, job. please? That's that hey, job to start controversy so that they have it. something to print. Oh, Texas said they're back. We're right. back. You know, listen, but you know what? I'll say it. We're back. No, mute his mic. Mute his mic. Somebody no. cut his mic off. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, God. We're the, the back. Wrap it up. The wrap it up. It, baby. Music, wrap hey, it up man, hey, thank you guys for rocking with us, man, being here with us with uh, Texas Fight Horns and Son with our special guest, Tom Tom, on the FFSN Network. I'm going to say it, Where can it, they man. follow you at? We'll say it Where again. can they follow you at? Uh, Uncle Thomas, where can they follow you at? Oh, on Twitter, oh, on Twitter. at underscore, underscore automaton underscore. So I know that's probably so. It's underscore a u t o m a t o m underscore, and that's on Twitter. Love Follow it, me. Man. I, I cause I cause lots of problems on there. So it's not for the faint <laughs> of heart. Don't follow me if you got thin skin. <laughs> Look. As for me, as for Sensei and Tom, we are out of here. And like I always say, hook them.